Welcome everybody to the Emerge From Your Box podcast. I have a super special guest today. Her name is Heidi Solomon. She's a psychosomatic therapist, not a psychic therapist, a psychosomatic therapist. Um, she's a transformational coach, an empowerment speaker, and a mother of two. So Heidi and I met through a mutual friend, and we went on a walk together one day. And um, yeah, she shared the most amazing story of crisis courage in her life, and I couldn't wait to bring her on to share that with you. So welcome, welcome, Heidi. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and your audience and everyone. So thank you so much for bringing me on. It's my pleasure to have you here because, um, you know, some of the things that you shared with me were absolutely mind-blowing in the sense that, you know, I'm going to go just dive straight into it because the listeners are probably wondering, you know, what is psychosomatic therapy? How did that come about? You know, who is Heidi before all the things that, all the amazing things and people that you collaborate with, um, you know, who is she? Who, who is Heidi? Yeah, so um, who is Heidi before psychosomatic therapy and all of that? So, yeah. all right, so I came to Australia um, as an immigrant with my parents uh, back in 1990, end of 1990, we came to Australia. I was 15 years old um, and I came with my family. Um, I went to school, I did year 10, 11 and 12 and then I went to uni, I studied biomedical engineering I had all my life all my life since I was a kid had really special interest in the human body I love the human body I love looking at how it is structured I love looking at um, you know like little kids play with um, you know dolls and, and and you know cars and things like that I used to play with organs like you know take the arms out of my my dolls and then put them back in and make sure that you know I'll look at the, the mechanism of the arm and look at the feet and look at the you know and then I used to look at my brothers they were young and I used to look at their you know fingers and that I, I, I'm just fascinated with the human body so much and um, so I remember, definitely fascinated by the anatomy most people play with dolls as kids and change their clothes you know <laughs> yeah so I just love the, the the anatomy and what is behind the anatomy so when I studied biomedical engineering Margaret I was really interested in you know things like cardiac output lung volume capacity and I was just like so immersed into wow can anyone know that you know how many synaptic nerve happening in the brain for an idea to happen and then like you know these things just fascinate me so much so I studied biomedical engineering and then I worked as a heart technician in uh, St. Vincent's Hospital um, and then I worked in different areas as well so I worked as a um, pharmaceutical rep and uh, you know I did so many different things and then I got married and then my husband when we got married he said you need to stay home and have the kids so I stayed home how does that feel going from you know my goodness having a, <laughs> a very colorful amazing career to being told you have to stay home yeah so um so let's say that um at that time, my husband wanted a stay-home wife. So as a good wife, because I was also a people pleaser and um, I wanted to be the good girl that listens and does the things that her husband tells her. And it was very culturally accepted um, that I listen and I do what I'm told. So... I did that and then I stayed home. Not long after I um, had my second daughter, so I had my first one, two years later I had my second, um, I actually just had really bad anxiety and depression. And um, I went to the doctors as people do, psychiatrists, and I was diagnosed with um, severe depression and an anxiety attacks. And then I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication for a while. And then, so for people listening, just to get a um, just to get an understanding of how quickly things can turn, sometimes you can go from being in the best place in your life to having an event happen in your life, whatever that is for you, and that totally changes your mindset because all of a sudden, you know, you're not um, creating within your own space anymore. You're kind of living a life that you've been told you have to do, right? And that's um, that that shift can be quite debilitating to the point where you know as you just mentioned it takes you to 
reassess where you are on, on a mental space, in a mental space, you know? Yeah, it is true. Um, and it doesn't stop there, Margaret. This is the thing. It does not stop there because, as I will explain also later, you know, having medication, having medicine mm. is only going to um, mask the symptom. It does never, never, ever does it get rid of the root reason, the real reason why someone had a disease in the first place. So I totally, totally agree with that. You know, there's always an emotional drive behind um, the medication. Look, there are some instances where medication is required. I mean, if you're in a car crash and you need adrenaline, you're not going to meditate. You're going to get adrenaline, you know, to get assistance in that situation. But I totally agree. I mean, I don't even take Panadol because like Panadol, for example, I'm just using it as an example. Um, you know, it's a blocker, right? It blocks the emotion actually getting to the receptors. And then, of course, you don't feel anything because it's it's been intercepted, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate um, Western medicine and I appreciate, you know, drugs and all of that's amazing, fantastic, but not for chronic illnesses, not for something that has been going on for a while. And, you know, I don't want to talk about symptoms. I don't want to, you know, like if I don't want to look at the symptoms, then that's fine. But but no, you know, this is not right because because, you know, depression and anxiety. And then after that, I got a heart problem because the depression and the anxiety were there. The reasons why I had that were there. So I all of a sudden I have a heart problem. And then, you know, fast forward a year later, I go and to have a, an operation in my heart. And, and that didn't work, obviously, because of the root reason is still there. And then, um, and then I had chronic fatigue disorder. And then I had fibromyalgia. And then I had, you know, so many different things come along the way. And then I ended up with multiple sclerosis. So um, all of a sudden I woke up one day, I just couldn't move my left arm. I can't, I didn't know where my left arm was. Like I couldn't even feel it. For people listening, um, you know, just think about that for a moment. You know, you're, one moment you're thriving and a year or so later you wake up and you have multiple sclerosis as a result of, you know, and this is where uh, I, I hope you'll dive deeper and explain, like, what is the root cause of something like that? You know, what did you find that it was for you? Yeah, so what I found, um, what I found the reason for, for multiple sclerosis was after, um, like, I had no idea at that time. So um, I found the reason when I studied psychosomatic therapy because before that I wouldn't even know what psychosomatic therapy was or if there is actually a root cause what I thought was that's that the reason why I asked it like that because you know <laughs> most people go into this diagnosis and they have no idea like what to do what it's about they just get into a situation and then they take the doctor's advice or they take the clinician's advice and they just do as they're told. You know, some people don't go to the lengths like you do and, you know, we'll backtrack to the, um, the journey that you had in between to actually find out what it is that is the root cause of the source of it all, you know, and it, it's different for everybody. That's why, you know, in my opinion, they haven't got a single source because it is different for everybody. So, um, yeah, take us down that journey. What do you do? Like all of a sudden, you've got multiple sclerosis. Yeah. So um, I remember the day when I found out. Um, I, I actually went. I went to my GP and and I told her I can't move my arm, and I don't know what's happening here. You know what is this? Like what what happened? And then she goes, Oh, um, you need an MRI. Go and do an MRI. So I remember I went and I did an MRI. And I had the report of the MRI in the car and I know how to read reports. So I took it out and I started reading and I went, okay, demyelination in the brain, you know, six different spots, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I know what that is. Anyway, I put it back in the, in the envelope and I, um, I was going to see my specialist. So um, it's because she also referred me to a specialist. I went to the specialist and I asked, he said, it is multiple schools. And I said, why? why do i have this and he said how many people ask why though you know <laughs> how many people ask why 
I know, huh? Yeah. I said, why? Can you tell me why I have this? What happened? You know, why do I get this? And he goes, well, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. It does not have a reason. Mm-hmm. It's based because that's what they taught in school, right? That's yes, yes. And 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 your body is just going crazy. It's turning against itself, and that's it. Okay, so that was the diagnosis, and that was the comforting, you know, information about the origin of this thing. Which, by the way, if if you can't see her right now, she's actually free of it you know because of again we'll take you on that journey um so for people listening when you do go to the doctor and you do get a diagnosis go a bit deeper like do the research reach out to Heidi have a conversation or something speak to somebody that can shed light from a different perspective because sometimes a person that's um trained to give you that advice maybe doesn't have that higher perspective themselves there are other options there are other avenues to manage this and understand this and that will also help the family around you because it's not something that just happens for you it happens for your entire network so yeah please continue I'm still (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so um so I was given um some medication and I would have every three to four months I'd have a different attack Every time I get an attack, I need to go to hospital, stay there for um, three, four days on um, steroids, continuous steroids, three, four days. And then I go home and something, I go home with something that is lost. So for example, my left arm, and then it was my balance. I couldn't balance myself anymore. And then it was, um, and then it was my, um, my right leg. And then it was, my op- my eye, my left eye had optic nerve damage, and then it was uh, my. So this is the journey, you know, as Heidi's explaining. This is the journey that sort of happens when you are diagnosed with something like multiple sclerosis. Um, you know, the way the autoimmune diseases work is exactly how she's describing. It's in just one thing after the other. Slowly, your body basically starts to break down. You know, and basically yeah. concave into itself, but. Like I said, she's standing here today and this is why I've you know, invited Heidi on to share this because it's so important for you to know that um, there are other options and there are ways that you can actually fight this and win. Yes, you can, certainly can. So um, after, like it was, it, I was very bad at the end of all of that. So that's five years of having an attack every now and then. And um, I was at that time on, on 16 different tablets a day. Wow. And yes, and I used to inject, self-inject twice a week as well for um, the MS medication. And uh, that was it. I was on the couch or in bed wearing an adult nappy and I couldn't eat solids for nine months and uh, because I couldn't swallow. And, I, um, and in my last attack, I actually lost my voice. So I was mute. And um, in hospital, when I was when I went to hospital that time, the doctor said to me, "Listen, Heidi, you are um, you just need to be careful because you've got three to four months to go, because wow. because now you have it in your throat. Next time it's going to be your diaphragm, and when it hits your diaphragm, you're not going to be able to breathe. Your lungs are going to collapse, and we can put you on uh, on a life support." But how long can we put you on a life support? Go enjoy yourself. Go sit with your daughters. You've got three to four months to go. So when you receive this um, prognosis, you know, you receive the diagnosis of MS, you got a snapshot of basically, you know, you're, not, you're just not going to go anywhere. Like this is it for you. Then you receive, a, you know, prognosis of three months. How long ago was that? Just for people listening. Uh, that was in um, two... 2017 there you go so from three months to, and if my math is any good you know it's like four or five years ago um yes it just goes to show that there's a lot of people out there that are trained to say things you know and with all due respect i respect the profession and you know um there are some really good people in the industry but there are also people that plant that seed for people to not have the mindset to keep fighting right and this is why i love your story because 
I don't know what was going through your mind at that time. What, what were you thinking when someone says to you, you have three or four months to live, that's it? Yeah, so I, I, I thought, you know, this is, you know, I actually thought, okay, well, what can I do in three months? I can't even move. I can't even eat. I can't even walk. I can't even take myself to the bathroom. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able even to, to hug my daughters. My left arm was not working. I couldn't even hug them. And you couldn't speak. And I couldn't speak. So, so I was thinking, you know, what the hell? Why, why even three months? Take me now. Mm. You know, I was like, this is, I was, I was upset. I was angry. But then I was also under a lot of medication. So I was not very present. So I was, you know, they gave me so much painkillers. They gave me so much things to, to, um, to numb me that, that I was just numb all over. Anyway, in the hospital, at that time, yeah, I met a lady who, um, who asked me the question that changed my life. What was that question? Because at this point, you know, you're about to, you're planning your own funeral, basically. You know, you're incoherent. You've got no, no idea where your marbles are. Like, you're not even, time and space doesn't exist. You're gone. So what, is, what changed it? What was the question that made you? Yeah. So, so she came to me. I was in, in, in bed in my IV and she knows that I can't speak. So she just sat next to me and she was going, oh, sorry, darling, I know this is bad. This is painful, blah, blah, blah. And then she was, you know, she was looking at me like that random, random lady, okay? And then she just she just asked the doctor or the, the someone who was next to me, I don't know, I'm not sure who it is, but someone that is next to me, like the medical staff, she asked them, what does she have? And they told her multiple sclerosis and MS. They told her MS. So she goes, MS, yeah. So she looked at me and she looked in my eyes and she said, darling, why did you choose MS? Wow. And how, how did, I can see your reaction for people that are listening, like, you know, um, how do you respond to a question like that? Because, you know, it's like that's taking complete ownership of something that you didn't realise you took ownership of, right? I had no idea. What do you mean? So she asked me that question. One, I couldn't answer. Two, I couldn't move. Three, I, I didn't even know if this was the same question or, or, you know, what? how crazy is she to say something like that? And, and I just couldn't see the, the validity of the question. What do you mean? Someone chooses their own disease. This is insane. So I was, you know, thinking, thinking in my head, this is just, I don't want to like, just go away, you know, like I just can't deal with this. And I remember, you know, I left hospital two days after that and then I went home and I, on my couch, this question kept coming to my head and then, and then it kept going to my heart, like it was going to my gut. It was annoying me in my stomach. And it was irritating you. Yes. And I was thinking, what the hell? Why, why is this haunting me? What is this? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to prove her wrong because no one can choose their own disease. So I, I held my phone and I started typing into Google. Can someone choose their own disease? <laughs> so at this point, you're, there's probably still some medication in your system and, you know, you're... <laughs> You're trying to figure out, like, what is this woman talking about? Me choosing my own disease? Like, what kind of insanity is this yes. woman speaking? Yeah, what I was. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking. You know, something is wrong with her, or you know, but but it, it because the the question was annoying me. Like, you know, it was really like just very very annoying in my stomach. But I know what feels right in my stomach and what doesn't this one I needed to find an answer for for some reason so I started searching and then when I found that you know some people are saying that you choose your own disease mm. and you know how can they well this lady got that from them okay well who are they and who, what's their profession what do they know and then I found you know Dr. 
Joe Dispenza, and then I found, um, you know, John Martini, and then I found the coach that actually helped me, um, you know, throughout, um, you know, healing. So I found My all of these people. In the whole wide world. <laughs> yes. So I found like thousands of people healing from cancers, healing from MS and other autoimmune conditions. People are told that they have only like, you know, three, four weeks to go and then they've been around for 30 years so I found lots of examples they're just not known to people and then when I found these people I went you know what this lady was right well if I had chosen my disease well there is that great possibility that I can unchoose it 100% if you've got the power of choice and you understand that you do have the power of choice that's the only thing you need to do make a different choice right and my god what a powerful question and i understand where um you know it would have been really irritating like what do you mean i chose ms you know um but look if for people listening have that conversation with yourself if there's something happening in your life whatever it is you know um and i'm not going to name conditions or labels like what if it doesn't feel right for you ask yourself why it doesn't feel right and do some research like heidi did you know, Google can be a good thing and a bad thing, but in this situation, it was definitely something that led her to, you know, some of the greatest, in in my opinion, um, in the field that we're both passionate about, you know, neuroscience, epigenetics, neuroplasticity, and the power of the brain to, to basically, you know, drive change in the physical space, because that's what it is, you know, it was, so what, okay, did you find an answer? Why did you choose MS? Yeah, so after, so I, uh, so I contacted, you know, I started working on um, some of Jordan Spencer's work online. So that was online while I'm sitting on my couch, knowing that I've only got three months. So I was thinking, thinking that if I can make these three months, the best three months ever for myself and my kids, then that would be worth it. I was really fascinated with his meditations and with the things that he was explaining. And also it relates so well to my original um, passion. I love the human body. So I understand his language so much. And because of what he says resonates so much of what I know, I was able to dive deep into, well, you know, somewhere, somehow I had some traumas or whatever it is that I'm going to call it, you know, then it affected the way I perceive information. And then it, it actually mutated how I feel about things and so on. Therefore, I can just undo all of that. He did, he did that for himself. So I can do it for myself. 100%. Yeah, for people that are listening that don't know Joe Dispenza, he was, um, you know, in a bike accident and they said to him that he'd never walk again as a chiropractor. But, you know, through the power of meditation and brain-heart coherence and doing all the inner work to realign his frequencies and, you know, have his neurons wiring and firing again, he actually reconstructed his whole spine and is now walking because I've, I'm one of his biggest fans. So, you know, I, I absolutely love that he changed your life as well. Um, you know, and you're seeing he's on stage. You know, the last time I had the opportunity to spend time with him was 2019 in the Mediterranean. We were in the gym together, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> absolutely incredible. But what I love about that story, I kind of looped that back to your childhood. You know, as a little girl, you were very curious about human physiology, anatomy, and the way that we were designed. Um, and I think that this is why this happened for you. This is why you chose MS, you know. Yes, so tell us a little bit about that. Were you thinking like, is this why as a little girl I was putting the, you know, the Barbie leg back on? <laughs> so <laughs> I was meant to do this for myself later. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely my my original passion, you know, to, to study the human body and to understand and all that. It helps me so much now, Margaret, in my work because because of like it's like it's like I I see vessels in the human body i see electricity everywhere i see i see things happening in the brain i see it when when i speak to to a client i know when a transformation is coming because i can see you know the the the, the information forming i can see the frontal lobe lighting up i can see it you know i feel it energetically and so um yeah so i contacted a coach at that time that I, I spoke to him and I told him I have this and I have seen that you've helped other people. Can you please help me? And I started working with him and um, I found 
that to go back to the answering the question that you asked before. So I chose MS because I liked victim. I loved victim. I indulged in victim. Now, now MS is a, an aggressive form of an autoimmune condition. Well, the immune system is the system that fights for you, that keeps your body, you know, away from the um, viruses right. and the pathogens and all of that. And yeah. when you actually want to be defeated because you're a victim, then your immune system goes against you because you are going against the nature of who you are as well. So this is what happens. You know, I'm doing something from the outside. Well, you know what? It's all here. It happens here. It ends here. And it's all accessible to all of us. So he um, explained to me that because you're a victim, you sabotage your immune system basically. So we started working on um, that issue and other issues, obviously, and like, you know, so many different things. And then, um, you know, four months later, I started feeling so much better to the extent that in six months, I was able to stop all my medication and I had no symptoms whatsoever. So for people that are listening, just remember, Heidi only had four months to live at this stage, actually three. I think you said, you know, if the yeah. next three months are going to be the best three months, of, I'm going to make the most of, you know, being with my beautiful daughters and, you know, spending that quality time and just at least make them comfortable, you know. But so you've gone from um, the doctor giving you a diagnosis and a prognosis to basically completely turning your life around because you decided and took ownership and, had the courage to jump on Google and say, why do I have MS? Why did I choose MS? And go deeper in asking the question and really, really unearthing what it was that was, you know, and, and even to backtrack a little bit more, before the MS, there was depression, there was anxiety, there was all those other things that I had banked up. So the symptoms were always there. You know, the immune system was showing you very early that it was going to give you one hell of a life lesson. And, and look how she's come fighting back, you know, now she's, um, I'm so grateful that you're on here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I people realise sometimes how, um, how powerful this kind of story is. And for me, you know, I hear it quite often because I'm a huge fan of all the uh, all the great leaders that you just mentioned, you know, Joe Dispenza and John Martini as well. I've been following their work. And for people that are listening that are thinking you can't beat MS, like this woman right here is walking, living proof that you can. You just need to make the decision to do that, right? Yes, it is a decision. It is true. Yeah. And um, I guess the, the difference is, uh, Margaret, is that, look, I, I really was so like broken. I had nowhere to go and, and I was just so broken and all I wanted to do was actually just die. I didn't want to stay three months like that. Mm. And, but when, when I found that there is a little bit of a hope that I can make today better, if I can make today a little bit better for me and my kids, then I have done everything I can for this day. And at any point of time, I actually only have today. I only have this moment. So this is what I, I considered all, all the time through. When I spoke to my coach, first time I said to him, I only have three months. He goes, no, you don't. You only have now. You don't have. Yes, you don't have three months. I'm a huge advocate for that, you know. The only moment you have is right here, right now. We don't know what's going to happen in an hour, in the next minute, like this very moment right now. And, you know, for people that are listening, in this moment right now, ask yourself that question. If there's something going on in your life, ask yourself why you chose that. Not from a victim perspective, from but from a perspective of your future healed self. How would you you know, explain what happened for you in an interview like this, for example, knowing that it's possible for you. Like just have that conversation with yourself or reach out to Heidi, reach out to me. And, you know, but don't do it from a place of judgment. Don't do it from a, a place of, um, you know, victim mentality. Just put yourself in the spotlight 
and just have that raw and real conversation with yourself because just taking those few moments and doing that could be the most profound, powerful moments of your entire life. It could change everything. And it, it doesn't take a whole lot of things to change someone's life either. Sometimes it's a one degree shift in a different direction. You do that to a plane, you end up in Africa instead of South America. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. But um, yeah, please continue. I mean, you know, so here you are, um, you know, you're supposed to be not here. You've, you've extended your life for an extra month and now you're all of a sudden excited and glowing yes <laughs> and excited like what what's next you know what yeah exactly yeah so that was the question so after you know i i completely had no symptoms whatsoever and and i um you know i also stopped all my medications i was medication free symptoms free and i was going okay well what do i do with my life now i basically was sitting on a couch for five years and i am up again on my feet well, life is here and hello life, you know, what do I do? So I, I, you know, I sat my daughters down and I said, listen, girls, what do I do with my life? You know, do I go back to um, pharmaceuticals or do I go to, to um, biomedical engineering? What do I do? What do you think I should do? And, and my older daughter, she's really wise. She said, mom, do something to, to honor the journey that you just had. Do something and help people because you love helping people anyway. So why don't you um, go and actually learn, you know, and, and help, you know, people that way. So I thought, you know what, she's right. So I went and I studied, started studying coaching and um, like the coach that helped me. And I also with that studied psychosomatic therapy. So this is where psychosomatic therapy came along because, you know, this is how now I help, you know, people because I understand the human body and I, um, and then I, I can see where the disease originates from. And this is where I take them. We go straight to the root cause, you know, reverse it and then they have their life back. So this is this is um, this was this was the journey. I did study at that time as well um, some other uh, like um, I studied some meditation, yoga, hypnotherapy, and all of that. So I did study a lot of things um, to help me to enhance what I'm doing. And um, you know I've been doing this for four years now. There you go. So you know I mean that in itself is so empowering you know a lot of people fall victim to whatever it is that happens to them in life in their mind not realizing that it's happening for them yet here you are you know having just survived multiple sclerosis like let's, let's just get clear on that right yeah. there's a lot of people right now who are, have the condition have been diagnosed with the condition I've even done um, you know year after year like fun runs cycling um, events to raise money for people that maybe have never heard that this is an opportunity for them to really break out of that mindset that got them into that in the first place. And I say that with love because if it's possible for you, you know, um, and yeah, Joe Dispenza and John Martin are big advocates for this as well. We're nobody special, you know, we're all unique, but we're nobody special. Everybody has exactly the same ability to make a different decision to change their life right here right now in this very moment you know and um yeah i just want to make sure that people listening really tap into that because what you've done now is you know created a ripple effect for for change within in in this space uh, you know there are so many people whose lives you impact and again like as i said earlier it's not just your life that's impacted it's your daughter it's your whole network your whole family your whole community everybody that's um you know, being subjected to this horrible disease. But the thing is, if you can come out like Heidi and see that it's actually a blessing, that it's actually happened for you so that you can grow from that. Mm. Yeah, I'm so grateful and um, for all the people that you're helping now and you. You know, in the future, you know, when we think of, when, when you look back, even in five years from now, don't forget, this has only happened in the last five years for you, right? Yeah. Even five years from now, think about how many people's lives you're actually going to be responsible for um, 
you know, adding value to and helping because they're no longer sitting on the couch wearing the adult diaper. They're no longer thinking like, oh, I don't know what kind of funeral I'm going to have, you know. Those, those, when reality hits and you really go to the core of why it's happening for you, I think that's so profound, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. And and I believe that, um, you know, it's, it's just for some reason, like, you know, knowing that, all the journey that I went through and, and everything that, that happened for me. When I look back now and look at all the decisions and, and everything, even the setbacks, Margaret, I, I don't know if I told you about this, but I wanted to go and do medicine. After I graduated from biomedical engineering, I wanted to go and do medicine. I sat the exam to do medicine seven times. I was determined I was going to do this. So for five years, I sat that exam seven times. I never passed. But I knew that I was capable and I was thinking, why can't I pass this exam? And, 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 you know, I want to go. You weren't meant to. (laughs) Were you? (laughs) A higher power intervened and said, no, you can sit it a hundred times. I'm still not going to pass you. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes, yes. So, so this is true. And, and, you know, like when I, I was actually thinking about this, um, you know, a few months ago, I was going, you know what, if I had passed my, my medical exam, and went and I did medicine, I never thought, I would have never thought, you know, there was something else that I can look at, an alternative way to look at the, so this is why I never passed. So amazing, fantastic. Thank you. Another blessing in disguise, you know, the silver lining of not getting into medical school is to learn the lesson that there are alternatives to um, just the one way to, you know, add value and service people. And like I said, I respect everybody that does what they do. But personally, I've, like yourself, have found that holistic route and really going deep and diving really deep within a person to find the root cause, you know, to really to really unearth and uncover what it is that, um, you know, influence that way of thinking in the first place is, is the solution to many, many things. Like, you know, we touched on depression earlier and I say this so many times, I learned it from my mentor, you know, expression is the opposite of depression. You know, I'd rather hear your story than listen to your eulogy. You know what I mean? Like if there's something inside you that you're bottling up, please share it with people because there are people like Heidi, there are people like me, you know, even the cat will listen, you know, just get it out of your system journal, do whatever it is that you need to, to have that exit your mind. Because once you change your thoughts, you can change your life. And once you direct your energy to an intention of growth, that's what's going to happen. But if you sit there, um, you know, and just, think to yourself that's it I'm done like you know that that's what's going to happen you know so just be really purposeful and intentional about where you want to where you want to head in life and maybe that takes a, a look taking a look at your values you know is something that I'm passionate as well it certainly changed my life and I know Heidi can attest to this so is that something that was going through your mind is that something that you did you know Yeah, yeah. So certainly. So after like during the working with my coach, um, obviously, he said, you know, we need to look, have a look at your values and, you know, your value system. What is it exactly that you like in life? What do you want? Why are you here for? And all of that. And and I'm thinking, what? I got married and I had kids, you know, because, yeah. (laughs) And what you do and then it stops. Isn't that it? And then I'm thinking, what? What do you mean? Why am I for? Because no, you have a journey. Really? What do you mean? It's like, okay, well, this is a different life altogether. Um, I, I, you know, I can tell you that, like this, the, in 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 essence, really, my MS was the biggest, amazing, most amazing gift I've ever received in my life. Mm-hmm. With all the pain, with all the years of agony and and pain. It has been the most beautiful gift. And out of it, you know, came like gratitude. I'm so grateful for every single day that I spent there because, because these days is, is what is actually, um, you know, driving me right now to, to, to spread the word, to, to look at people in pain and tell them, you know what, you can get over this because because it's your choice you can choose differently and and tell people that so you know thank you so much for doing this margaret because 
because people like you help people like me get out and talk about their story and help someone else because it is so important it is so important that that i you know tell this story well after i healed and and i was stopped my medication i went to see my specialist um because i had an appointment so i just wanted to go and tell him what happened yeah. and and he just didn't believe me he just did not believe me and at all like he said i don't know what you've done but whatever it is it's not going to work and what you're doing is so dangerous please don't tell anyone okay so, so here we have someone that's recovered from ms has gone through the process has taken it on pretty much alone apart from you know your coach which uh, I'm so grateful for because when I was going through my own journey you know having somebody uh, do the thinking for you when your brain just didn't know how to think for itself was so so helpful you just need that clarity you know um, and the guidance and they just they do the background work while you're doing the forefront work right so here you are you've you've recovered all of this and and now this guy comes along and says it doesn't work how can it not work you're not sitting in a nappy at home of course it works (laughs) no he he thought it was going to be like he thought that i am i am you know like making it up or something but it will it will come back to bite me he said it will come back to bite you later he goes i give you three i give you three four months and it's going to come back to bite you later so I thought, you know what, I don't care. And um, and then I went. I love and- that. I don't care. <laughs> because the, because I know the next prognosis. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what I'm feeling. I know what I am feeling. And and I, I feel great. And I have no medication. I'm, I'm medication free. So it all felt right. And I felt and this like. This is the thing, right? People don't realize that they have the power to heal themselves. When you really get attuned and into alignment and really become present with your body and like Heidi, you feel it in your gut when something's not right, you know, you just know you are your best doctor. So listen to that, you know, make the effort to to get into tune within yourself. And, you know, because she just got another three months and it's been five years. So I'm going to shake this guy. <laughs> yeah yeah no thank god it's it it has been a beautiful journey and you know at the moment when i you know when people come to me with different illnesses and disorders and you know diseases and all of that and um, they say look um they told me i've got eight weeks and i say yeah let's go see them in eight months and you know ask them why (laughs) why am i still here You know what, Um, thank you for mentioning before that, um, you know, the power of sharing stories, because when these people do share their stories, it's not even about you. Like the reason I created this platform wasn't not about me. It was about showing people that the power of basically leaning on each other and asking the questions and reaching out and showing people that this is possible for everybody. This is the reason why I started the podcast, that no other reason than that, you know, I'm it's all about connecting to people um, that have gone through or are going through or might go through what you've been through and just sharing that story heart to heart because I can't wait to hear some of your clients come back and, you know, and share what, what they've experienced as a result of you taking ownership of that original question, like why did you choose MS? That still baffles me because I just think you know, for some people, Maybe it's also the beautiful light that you have inside you. You would have received that with love. Some people may have received that and sort of been a bit like, oh, no, why would you ask me that? But either way, look at the outcome. You know, look at how many people's lives you've been able to shift in the direction of love as opposed to um, leaving without without that sense of love for themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it, of course. And, and going through the pain as well, you know, when I see people in pain, um, I understand because I've been there. So I, I, this is why I believe that every single detail of my journey was very essential for me to feel and to sit mm-hmm. there and to experience. Because now when I have someone on medication or, you know, having pain or whatever it is, I feel the pain. I know what it is. I know how they feel. I can relate and I can, you know, provide what is necessary for them to recover quickly and to, um, you know, get them from this place and space to a different world altogether. It's basically giving someone their life back, Margaret. 
and it's so important to be able to do that you know because some people will share a story with you and some people don't actually listen being really being an active listener listener sorry and um, really embodying their model and view of the world and the way they see it and feel it and experience it means that they're connecting with you and that you can truly have that impact right because I see as well in the coaching world a lot of people that try and fix everybody but this is the thing there's like 7.8 billion people on the planet excuse me if my math is wrong but so there's you know some people say oh the coaching industry is saturated you know but not everybody's going to be a Heidi not everybody's going to be a Margaret not everybody's going to be you know Dispenza de Martini whoever it is like there's someone that can help someone else as long as you take the time to truly just be authentic in the element and in the arena that you're in you know like for example I couldn't help somebody in the space of being a health coach that's not my you know that's not my genre and that's not my specialty and I'm I'm not sure about yourself but I'm sure there are some areas of coaching that you'd have no idea how to relate to yes yes 100%. So I think the key for, you know, that I take away from that is that if you do know someone that's going through something, and again, it's why I created this platform, don't be selfish and try and help that person if you don't know how. Ask the questions, do the work, but refer them to someone that you know can truly help them. Because at the end of the day, the reason we're in this is to serve, right? The question I ask myself in the morning is, how do I serve? And if I don't know how, how do I find something that can help this person? Because that's my objective. My objective is to help people, you know, and as is yours. Like, you know, you don't wake up in the morning thinking, oh, I, I need this because I need that. You, you basically, it's, you know, you come from a place of service because you know what it feels like to, to be in that person's shoes and it, you just want to help them if you can, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, yeah. So um, I have, um, you know, I have said no to, to, or I can't help you to more people than I have helped. Because if it's not in my area of expertise, and if it's not something that I know that I can actually hold their hand and get them results, then I don't even try. But I always, always refer to someone else. Because, you know, it's my, it's, it's in my best interest that someone gets a result, and someone actually gets help in the exact spot that they're, you know, having trouble in than to, you know, to be my client and not, and not get results. So I am very honest because at the end of the day, I only have now as well for the rest of my life. It's just now. So this is the best mantra I've ever had, which is, you know, that actually changed my life altogether. And I tell, you know, the girls, even my daughters that I tell them it's only now. You only have now. So make your decisions now because you only have this moment. If you, if you cannot make the right decision now, you will never make it later. It's only now. So make it now. You, they always, um, you know, they come back and say, you know, it's because that we know that we have this moment mm. and it's only this. We are making, you know, even better decisions than before or, you know, my clients like to teach them that as well so it's, it's it's amazing that you come from a place and space of knowing who you are what you stand for honest and integrity and um you know i'm here to serve because you know it's really a gift every day i have is a gift that's exactly right you know have been born myself in a refugee camp and understanding the simplicity of the miracle of breath you know the miracle of your heart beating I absolutely agree with you. I was going to ask, you know, if you've had one last message for the world and, um, you know, what is that? But I think you've shared that. I think the power of now is, you know, feel free to elaborate. But I think, you know, in, in, in the biggest perspective of all things, the power of now is, is the ultimate power, you know. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I'll ask you anyway. If you had one message left for the world, what would it be? <laughs> um, so it's it is well. I guess um, I guess it's just that, Margaret. Honestly, it's you know make a decision that now that if you have a future moment. And that future moment person in you will thank you for this. 
So it's, it's just that. There is nothing else I can add to that because this is my, 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 you know, what I do all the time. So, you know, I know that when I finish this podcast with you, my future Heidi will thank me for, you know, this, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes or an hour that we've been together because it is so profound. I'm doing something to serve. I'm doing something that is good for me. So I'm serving myself and I'm serving the world. So this is a good decision to do. Um, and therefore, you know, I know that um, I'm on point now. And, um, you know, so gratitude also. Gratitude is something that, that always, always stood out for me. The first thing I do when I open my eyes in the morning, I'm so grateful that I have eyes and I can see and I've got a bed and I've got a doona and I've got my, my organs and I've got my limbs working and I've got all of that. I'm alive. Wow. You know, I'm so grateful for the life that I have and, and everything else. I'm really grateful for you. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you, you know, and um, Heidi and I are thinking about travelling at some point to Egypt together, so I can't wait because, you know, at the moment the travel gods are just on a bit of a break themselves. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it because, you know, uh, what a beautiful place and what a beautiful place and what a beautiful human being to share that experience with. But, you know, sharing your voice here is... Um, I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you, Mike. You're not only going to thank yourself in the future. There are so many people. And even if it's just one extra person, right, yeah. when you make a shift and you change one, it has a ripple effect, you know. And there's going to be so many people whose lives are impact as a result of what you're doing because of you had, because you had the courage to take on your challenge and, and be here today. So, you know, for anyone out there that has resonated with anything that Heidi and I shared who are looking for maybe for someone to guide them in their journey or you know just just be the light when when you're feeling dark and at the at the bottom of you know your your story I mean, you, you know the climb's hard but take it step by step and you know if they want to do that how, how can they reach out to you um well I'm I've got my phone number on Facebook. So a lot of people call me, a lot of people message me. And, um, you know, I haven't got a website yet. I'm working on that. But, um, you know, I'm just on Facebook and, and on YouTube and um, I've got email. So all my details are on my Facebook page. So people just reach out like that, yeah. There you go, guys. Heidi Solomon. I'll pop the details in the details as well in case you missed that. If you, for some reason, can't find Heidi, reach out to me and I'll connect you both. Um, once again, Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait till we can go for a walk again. Last time we ran yes. into a bunch of kangaroos. And I know. <laughs> we, had a, we had a Valentine's Day dinner tonight book. But I know. <laughs> decided to um you know give us a bit of detention time at home so yes. put in room to do a few podcasts so thank you <laughs> thank you for that blessing this would yes. have until next time guys thank you so much for tuning in to the emerge from your blog podcast and i can't wait to have you back heidi i'm sure there's many more times and opportunities for us to go mm -hmm. so much deeper in the way you serve and um yeah thank you thank you so much thank you i'm really grateful thank you